This is Sarah Jakes Roberts, and if you want to take this thing from just being audio to a full-fledged party, I want to invite you to come to Denver, Colorado, July 13th through 14th, 2018, and experience a live recording of Woman Evolve. God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity, you need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes, I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Ciao. Ciao, this is Sarah Jakes Roberts and we are recording Woman Evolve Live. I am so excited to be bringing you this podcast. It has been a whole week since the last time we connected. And child, what have you been doing? Where have you been all of my life? For those of you who may be listening for the first time, where you been? Where have you been? That's all right, though. I'm going to give you a pass because I need you to understand that this podcast is the place for us to come together to talk about current events, what's going on in the world, in the news, in the shade room, to also help some of our friends out with a few pieces of advice that I received from Instagram, and to also have a little snack, a little midweek inspiration, and chow. I don't know about you, but I have been needing this time Every time I log on to Instagram or Facebook, I'm like, oh no, we have to cover this for Woman Evolve. And let me tell you, I just want to give a shout out to all of the saints who tag me in things because listen, it is a blessing to see you all helping me rescue people. I be- Come on, somebody. You all are growing, okay? Y'all like to act like on Facebook, like you're not growing in this rescue thing, like like I'm out here by myself trying to SOS the saints, but I see you all trying to rescue the saints on Instagram. So thank you for tagging me in your post. So if you're listening for the first time, this is what you need to know about Woman Evolve. I am not hosting this show on my own. I am being joined on Facebook Live with just a few hundred of my closest friends, and they are tuning in from Atlanta, from Hattiesburg, even from Nigeria. I actually had someone reach out to me, and they were from Nigeria, and they told me to to stop shouting out just the U.S. states because we have some international listeners. We international in this thing. Won't he do it? So, yes, we want to send some love to our international woman, Evolve family. Flint is in the building. Caitlin White said, OMG, your eyebrows. Yes. Okay, so listen, I'm on Facebook Live, but if you're listening to the podcast wherever you are in the world, you cannot see that I don't look as raggedy today as I usually look when recording the podcast. I had to do a podcast with Bishop Jakes and other leaders and pastors, and I couldn't come on there looking as raggedy as I look when I join you all on Facebook Live. So yes, my eyebrows are done. I have a slight, just a slight contour, a little bit of blending underneath the eyes, and I put on some lashes so that the wind may blow when I blink my eyes. Come on, somebody. This is a blessing. Florida is in the building. Delaware is tuning in. New Orleans, baby. Danielle Matthews is tuning in from New Orleans. I love people from New Orleans. When they have to go to the grocery store, they don't say we have to go to the grocery store. They say we're going to go make groceries. 
my cousin went to Gremlin, and that's what she used to say. We're going to go make groceries. Never heard of it. It's beautiful. Kimberly Schuler is tuning in from Dallas. Oh, Frankfurt, Germany in the building. What's up? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I am excited that you all are joining me. There have been some incredible stories in the headlines this week. But before we get into Rescue Eve, I usually let you all know what's going on in my life. So let me tell you. I am, oh, child, I went to Orange Theory this morning at 5 a.m. I'm growing up. I usually catch that 845 class, and I think one time I actually had a 6 p.m. class. But let me tell you, I'm growing up. I went to a 5 a.m. class, and my husband has started going to Orange Theory as well, and he is um, enjoying it in the way that he knows that it's a good workout, but also questioning his decision to come in the way that it utterly kicks your tail because that's what it does to me and him. But that's it. Um, I've been eating healthy for two days. I'm not, I'm not going to try to be vegan. I'm going to try and take this thing step by step. I, I did the vegan thing for two weeks. The Lord bless. It was powerful. I did go to Chick-fil-A. And so now I'm trying to get back on the slowly but surely cutting things out of my diet. But you know what the Lord told me? I don't have to do it the way that I was doing it before. It don't have to be all or nothing all of the time. I'm allowed to ease into things. What have you been doing? How is your life? Send me a comment. Send me a message on Facebook Live. I want to know how you're doing in your life. Are you skinty? I asked them a few weeks ago, does your perm have an attitude? Are you letting the saints get on your nerves out here? We don't have time for that, for you to just be getting on our nerves. Most of the time, we only have one good nerve, and we don't have time for you to be tap dancing going in. I need to know how my people are doing. Ashley Rainey says she's trying to cut out soda. Praise the Lord. That is, do I struggle with soda? I like to have me a good Dr. Pepper every now and then, but not all of the time. Um, I need to cut out sugar. I need to cut out white carbs. And I think the Lord will move in my life. Let me tell you what my problem is. And I'm going to move on with the show because y'all not here to hear about me and what I put in my mouth. But let me tell you, for those who are interested, maybe there's just one of you. My problem is like I can do very, very well, like for a few days straight, no problems, no slipping, be very dedicated and focused. But when I give up, it's not like I have that one cookie and I've given up. I decide to go all out when I give up. I'm not going to tell you that I go to like Chick-fil-A, but get McDonald's French fries and then come home and bake cookies because you all seem a little judgy. But hypothetically speaking, going out could look like me eating literally whatever I want to. And so I would say that what I need to work on is not like just being vegan or vegetarian or making a drastic life change. Maybe what I need to work on is a moderation. Amen. Is that a word in this season? Charlotte says she's trying to cut out bread, fries, pastries, and sodas. She enjoys. She forgot to put joy because all of those things are a blessing to my life. Quilina said, but why is everyone trying to be skinny? I actually want my thickness back that I lost. Well, child, when we lose this thickness, maybe we can be in your boat. But right now in this boat, this particular ship that I'm on is I don't necessarily need to be skinny. I just need to not be fat. And I don't mean fat by size. I mean fat by 
going to get a Chick-fil-A sandwich, McDonald's, french fries, and eating cookies. No matter what size you are, you can't eat like that. That ain't right. God don't get no glory out of your life. Speaking of God getting glory, my nails. I can't be y'all's leader with my nails like this. I looked down at my nails today because I had to pass somebody something at Orange Theory. And that was embarrassed. I bawled my fist up because how? How are you going to lay hands with these nails? I'm going to tell you this. I don't like to go get my nails done. And once again, I'm going to move on. But y'all wanted to know how I was doing, okay? So here's the thing. I, uh, I don't like to go get my nails done. I don't really like to go get my hair done. And I don't like to go get pedicures because in my estimation, hear me out, if I have time to do that, then I have time to be taking a nap. And so the way my life is set up, it's like I can go and get my nails done or I can go to sleep. And most of the time, I want to go to sleep. But today I looked down and I thought to myself, child, you out here embarrassing everyone who listens to Woman Evolve podcast because there is no way they would want to join hands with you with your nails looking like this. I mean, I'm going to put some polish on them for Valentine's Day. So my husband don't look down and think that he's holding the hand of a strong man. But what I am saying is that they're jacked. Okay. Sylvia said, I don't either. Let's see. Does anyone else like to go get their hands and nails and feet done? Or no, better yet, because I know a lot of y'all like that. And praise the Lord. Y'all enjoy what you enjoy. But if anyone else is like me and you would rather take a nap than just give your time and your money away, Janessa says, Cisco, get your nails done. I'm going. I th- I'm going to go I'm going to go before the next podcast because if I don't get my nails done I'm going to be Rescue Eve. Can I nominate myself as Rescue Eve? I'm matter of fact, let's move into the Rescue Eve segment of the show, okay? Because Rescue Eve is when we see someone who's being dragged or criticized in culture. I want to move on, but Adrana said but your eyebrows are on point and that is a word. It is a word, Adrana. You Adrana, Adrana, I don't want to mess up your name. My sister in the Lord. This is what I'm going to say to you. It is a word. My nails may be jacked, but my eyebrows are on point. It sounds like a song to me. Anywho, this is what I want to say. Sometimes you don't get it all. Okay. Sometimes you have to choose eyebrows over cuticles and that's okay. I'm not going to be conformed to this world where I have to have my nails and my eyebrows done all of the time. Every time I'm going to go get my nails done and then my eyebrows going to get jacked. All right, moving on. Rescue Eve is when we take a moment to try and empathize or sympathize with someone who is being dragged in culture. Oftentimes it is challenging. Sometimes my Facebook Live audience tries to drag me in the process of me trying to save the saints. But this is the thing. Who who amongst us has done everything right? Eve is a prime example of someone who should have done better. She didn't have to eat the fruit off the tree, but she did. And we've judged Eve harshly, but maybe, just maybe, we can sympathize with her in such a way that we begin to recognize times in our life when we could have done things better, but willfully chose to not do things the way that we should have. Amen? Amen, saints. All right. So... My first rescue, Eve. And I love this because y'all was tagging me into it, okay? And as you all were tagging me about this post, 
I realize that you all are growing and I want to commend you on that, okay? Woman Evolve Delegation, listening on Facebook Live and on the podcast, I would like to nominate for Rescue Eve. The mother who got up from the table on signing day when her son was choosing which school he wanted to go to. Have you seen it? Are you aware? I want to encourage you to hit up Mr. Google, and I want you to Google mom walk away from son on signing day. It'll come up. What you will find is the video of a mother who is dressed in a red Alabama t-shirt, and her son beside her has on a red, let me look it up because I think he had on a red blazer, but I stopped lying and I don't want to lie, so I'm going to do as I've asked you to do, and I'm going to Google mom walk away from son on signing day. You like how I slowed it down to type? I'm very classy. Yes, he has on a red blazer. She has on a red Alabama t-shirt. I don't know if it was her auntie, her sister, her cousin, or a family friend who was also beside her, but she too had on a red t-shirt. And it is signing day. Signing day, for those of you who are unaware, is when a college athlete chooses in front of his high school team. And sometimes there are cameras from different sports outlets there, which college they're going to take their talent to. Okay. And so here's the thing. She's sitting there with all of her red stuff on. He has on a red blazer. It would appear that he was going to choose Alabama. But do you know what happened? He did not choose Alabama. As a matter of fact, he made the decision. He said that he talked to God about it, that he cried and that he cried and that he chose to become a member of the Florida Gators football team. I'm not mad at him. This is his life, okay? He can do exactly what he wants to do. And his mother was dragged because she got up and walked away. But you know what? That didn't look right. Okay. It it looked, it looked a little like she wasn't being supportive. Some people even tried to suggest that maybe she was getting some money from Alabama. And when he made that decision that he cut off her paycheck, here's the thing. I want to submit my girl for rescue Eve, not because I agree in any way with what she did, Not because I think that she should have walked away from her son at what was one of the most defining moments and probably most public moment in his life. I'm not saying that what she did is right. I just want to submit for your consideration that maybe, possibly, that the fact that she had on an Alabama shirt and the other person had on an Alabama shirt and he had on a red blazer was because she thought after having a family conversation that he was going to choose Alabama. And maybe, just maybe, she's sitting up there with all of her gear on, thinking that we all on one page, and then all of a sudden the page turned, and she didn't know that the page was turning because she was still on the old page. Maybe it had less to do with her disappointment in the decision that he made and more to do with the fact that she wasn't included in the situation. Because let me tell you, as a mother, I'm going to ride with my child. No matter what he decides to do, I'm definitely going to be on your team. It would be nice to be in the loop about which decision you're going to make. Huh? How was this marinating? Gina said, no, can't rescue her. She walked away but could have walked on water in faith. To support her son. She should. No, 
but child, can we rescue her? Like, she should have. I know that. I know she should have, but she didn't. And so, like, can we try to at least understand why it may have been difficult in that moment? Monique Daniels brings up a good point, and that is that she did come back at the end. You're right. I did see a video later on with her hugging her son. And for me, I think that she came to her senses and she realized, listen, no matter the fact that I'm sitting up here in a red shirt and I thought that last night when we were sitting at the chicken and I was making the coleslaw and the chicken wings that you was going to go with Alabama because that's what we had said at the dinner table. And then you said Florida in front of all of these folks and I didn't know what was going on. In spite of all of that, I want to hug you because I want you to know that I'm there and I support you and I have your back. So does anyone, can anyone... Join me. Candace Gaines says it didn't look right and she was wrong. However, yes, she can be rescued. Praise the Lord. Praise praise the Lord. That's all I want. I want us to be able to rescue her. It, It didn't look right, but we don't know the inside story, okay? And because we don't know the inside story, all one can do is speculate. And instead of speculating negative things, Rescue Eve is about speculating other possibilities, other potential outcomes. Chrisanne said, girl, every time I think you're going to be on at a certain time and I'm looking for your life, you don't chat. I know I'm raggedy, but the Lord is still blessing. Here's the thing. Sometimes the way my life is that I was on Facebook live with Bishop Jakes and he, you know, he's my father and I couldn't tell him that I wasn't coming. For those of you listening on the podcast, maybe you've never tuned in on Facebook live. I try to be on around one o'clock, one thirty, because that's before my children get home from school. On this particular day, it's about 2 p.m. And so I'm sorry, child. Cheryl Larkin said the son stated that he waited to hear the voice of the Lord. That's a word. He was doing it. He, he was waiting on the Lord. And how can we be upset with that? Trenisha said, I don't know. That's a reach. That's all right, Trenisha. That's what we're here to do. Reach. You're listening on the podcast. You can't see my arms stretched out. I'm reaching. I'm trying. I'm trying. We have to become a more empathetic culture. We cannot be so set on things being the way that we think they are, that we don't dare look at things from different perspectives. I'm reaching. I know I'm reaching, but the but the growth is in the reach. Whew. Word after word today, the growth is in the reach. Tanisha says, Tanisha says, as a mother, I can definitely see your point and didn't actually think of that at first. Let's rescue her. That's all I'm thinking. Tanisha, the Schumper, I don't, are, do you know Iman and Tayana? How is Junie doing? Do she need us to come together? Because her name, her last name is Schumper, and we want to be here to support them. Anywho, this is what I'm saying. As a mother, let me tell y'all a story real quick. Um, my son Malachi called me one day and told me that somebody had did something to him on the bus stop in the bus, right? And so I went up there, you know, in full, I'm not the one regalia, okay? It was beautiful. You know, my son is not going to be bullied. And I certainly hope that this wasn't racial because Black lives most certainly matter. And I will call the NAACP and everybody I know up here in a matter of time, I will call everybody who has pre-ordered a Black Panther ticket up to this school if necessary. Black Panther wasn't even out. It was about five years ago, but still, everyone who had it in their heart to go to Black Panther in the next five years up here, if you all don't get this right, I'm going off on the principal. I had my son um, sitting there. My uh, husband now, he was just my fiance at the time. He was there. He had my back. We was ready to go in. And then you know what? You know what the principal told me? That we got cameras. 
And then the principal proceeded to tell me that on the video, the things didn't go down the way my son told me. So here's the thing. I was ready to ride for my child, but my child really didn't tell me exactly what was going on. So here I am looking like a fool, looking like a bozo the clown in this season because I didn't know what was going on. You got me out here wrong. And so I think possibly, I don't know, but if we are reaching, then maybe the reach is that I'm sitting up here in this big old red Alabama t-shirt like I rock with Alabama and we going to get is You know what? Next time I'm going to wear black and white. Now, I think that we should try to rescue her. I want to know what my Facebook audience saying. What do you think? Gospel Gwen Watts says, forgive her. She was real in her reaction, and I appreciate that, if nothing else. Come on, praise the Lord. Cheryl Larkin said, how would a father have handled his decision? Who knows? That's a good question, but we don't have that. Charlisa said, okay, I love the jacket. Um, I have on an army fatigue situation. I, I got it from ASOS, less than $50. Praise the Lord. Let's see what else everyone is saying. Alexander said, just logged in. What happened, child? We talking about the mother who walked away from a child. You're going to have to rewind, child. You have to rewind. Let's see what anyone else is saying about this. Delana Murphy says, I feel it was hyped up more by the media. They didn't even have to call that out. I agree with you because this man has just made a life decision. And the first thing that the guy, the... I don't know, bless his heart, the correspondent from ESPN or whoever says it. Who was that who just walked up from the table? Dang, homie, can we just take a minute to talk about me being a Florida Gator? You know, let's not talk about that. It obviously looks dysfunctional. Let's not, let's move on. And I agree with you about that. Rena Bird says, right, she could be, she could have been embarrassed. Let's rescue her. That's all I'm saying. That's all I want to say is that she could have been Melody McDaniel says, it's a no for me. Amen. Praise the Lord. She can't be rescued. That's all right. Shannon Parker says, yes, she can be rescued. No judgment here. Jessica, yes, give her. Praise the Lord. We about to rescue. Come, We rescue on our first person. I don't know if this is a first or not, because most of the time you all tell me no. Like Jilly is saying, it's still a no for me. Have that reaction in private. Don't embarrass your baby. I ain't mad at you. I get, I'm saying, but she can't undo what she did. So we got to try and at least see it from a different perspective and empathize. So we have decided to rescue the mom. Okay. And some of us are not going to be involved with the rescuing, but that's okay because perhaps they can be involved with the next set of rescuing. And this one, I think, is powerful because I don't know what has been happening to the legends, but something is going on. My next rescue, please, somebody, call your Uncle Quincy and let's just, let's just maybe not interview for a while. Let's maybe just decide Let's maybe just not interview for a minute. Have have you all read the interview from the legendary Quincy Jones? I didn't even know what was happening until I started seeing things on social media. And when I started seeing things on social media that they said were being quoted from him, I thought to myself, he would never, no one would ever say that because you know, some of these things are personal and, you know, could be considered speculation. And so I thought to myself, no, it's not possible. 
And but they were. It was possible because I went and I I, I read the stories and wow. Okay. Wow. And I just think that, you know, this is what I think. This is why we're going to have a rescue Adam. Okay. We're going to throw in a rescue Adam here. Yes, some of the things are not necessarily great that he's saying, or maybe maybe some of them are probably very confidential. Okay. But here's why I think we should rescue him. And Shalom Charity has seen it. She, he, Shalom Charity has seen it, and she has also said that he was out of line the whole interview. It did appear that way. And I believe Horanda saw it as well. Did he not spill all them folks' tea? I mean, he just he just took the tea kettle and was like, here it is, okay? And it was a lot. It was a lot. It was things I I don't I didn't want to know. But this is why I think we should rescue him. My man's is like 86. If the Lord blesses you to have those years, maybe, possibly, you should just be able to say what you want to. No. Chelsea has said in all caps, that's how you know it's real. He cannot be rescued. But I need him to do another interview. Chelsea, mm. Chelsea, we can't ask for more interviews unless we're going to rescue him. We have to rescue him. Tamika said, no, he was so out of line. I know. Okay, but can we try to, come on now. Remember, the growth is in the reach. The growth is in the reach. Can we think about it? Can we think about it? Here's the thing. He 80, child, and 86, I think. And he just want to say what he want. I tell you what. This is what I tell you. Listen, I live to be 86. Y'all better close your ears when you're around me because I'm going to say whatever I want to say. Because ain't nobody got time. I don't know how much more time I'm going to have here on this earth. So if you ask me a question at 86, shoot, if you ask me a question tomorrow, you ought to be prepared for whatever answer you're going to get. Because listen, think about it now. Can we rescue him? Woman evolved delegation. Tanya, Tanja, she said you get a certain age and you don't care. I ain't mad at him. That's what I think. I think we got to rescue him. He didn't live to be 86. He didn't see people come and go. He didn't see black presidents and white presidents. He didn't see all kinds of things in his lifetime, all segregation, desegregation. He didn't see it all. And you asked this man a question, and no, he didn't necessarily answer the question that you asked, but what he did do was tell you what was on his mind. And maybe we should rescue him just for that alone, because some of the saints, I have a word for you, some of the saints could tell you what's not on their mind and be telling you a lie. But for some reason, he chose to not live that life. And we ought to rescue him for the mere fact that he said, this is this is what's on my mind. Okay. Yes, Karen, he still know better. I know. But, but he don't care right now. And the whole thing about us rescuing is rescuing the people who should know better, but decide not to. And the only fathomable excuse that I can come up with is that he has decided that at 80, he's going to just do whatever he would. He's going to say what he wants to say. Rena says we could rescue him, but he still needs to apologize and clean that up. You're right. Well, he, he should apologize and clean it up or, or, or maybe not say anything at all anymore, you know. I have not, well, no, I do know people who are 80, and they pretty much say what they want to now that I think about it. And trying to get them to apologize for things that they said are generally very difficult. So maybe 
maybe what we need to do instead is rescue anybody who wants to interview our uncle Quincy and instead just suggest that they not interview. Can we all come together? Can we can we either rescue Quincy or the interviewer, please? Please, anybody? Yeah, Victoria Hicks says my grandmother sounds similar. I was just thinking, you know, my husband's grandmother, she pretty much is, she pretty much say when we're having birthday parties and she's ready to go, she asked me, can she turn the lights off? How you gonna party with the lights off? Not anymore. Party's over. So uh, I think we should rescue him just off a of GP that he's still here. And, you know, that's this is what he felt. OK, this is what he this is his truth. And this is what he wanted to do. And and I don't know. I don't know. I want to move on from Rescue Adam because this one is another toss up. Sabrina says we can rescue both. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm just going to move on while I still have this win because I know that it will only take but a second for another comment to come through. And at that point, I may lose. Next people who I want to rescue. This is my last rescue. And then we're moving on to Hail Marys. The next couple that I want to rescue, I'm sure that you've heard of them. The former president and first lady of this here, United States of America. I would like to rescue their portraits from the speculation and the scrutiny, the undeserved scrutiny that they have been under as a result to some of us just not being as artistic as the artist who made the portraits. First of all, I want to say this. When I went to the Smithsonian website, to understand what the presidential portraits generally look like, I understood that it was extremely different than what most people are used to seeing. And guess what? I liked it. I liked it. I liked that they didn't allow what everyone else considers to be the norm to determine how they wanted to be memorialized at the Smithsonian Museum. I liked it. I enjoyed it. And so I want to rescue the artists because the artists did what they were entrusted to do. And that was to use their talent and their creativity to create a depiction of what they see as President and First Lady Michelle Obama's contribution to society, history, and culture. I didn't think it was anything wrong with the pictures. When I looked at them, I was like, listen, they they look beautiful to me. First of all, Michelle was slaying in that dress. I wonder if she got it from womanevolved.com. Who knows? But let me tell you something. It was flowing. And you know what I loved about my first lady's dress and her portrait is that she looked like I'm not the one. Go look at that picture and tell me if she don't look like I am absolutely not the one. She looked like try me if you want to. And if I'm going to go down as anything in history, let it be as someone who was not to be tried, not by the devil, not by anything that looks like the devil or sounds like the devil. I liked it. Okay. Kiana Dixon says, yes, do something different and be proud of it. It's only being talked about because it's regarding the Obamas. Well, and I think that when they made that decision 
to choose those artists and to allow those depictions to be the ones that would go into the museum, that they did so knowing that it was probably going to be very different than what already exists there. And how fitting, because they were very different from what was in the White House. Now, listen, I don't have to agree with all of their politics and every decision that they made to recognize that having the first black president and black first lady in office was historical and something that I as a little black girl, will always hold near and dear to my heart. I have visions in my mind of just First Lady Michelle Obama just getting her hair hot combed in the White House kitchen. It probably didn't happen. She probably had a salon. But in my head, in my mind, I was thinking to myself, this is how I want to remember her. And if how she wants to remember herself is slaying in that gown, who are we to judge? Can we rescue the artists who were entrusted with this incredible moment. I think that this may be an executive decision rescue because I'm not sure that I'll be able to get everyone to agree, but I do think that we should just go on and rescue them. Some people said, I like hers, but not sure about his, like how they drew him, but those leaves, nah. Someone else says the portraits were beautiful and her dress showed symbolically what was passionate to her. Destiny Leonard says, I wish I had the not the one spirit because my students try child. Come just keep listening to this podcast and see if the Lord don't do something in your life because not the one will mess around and bless your life. Alexia said they don't need rescuing. They did an amazing job. I I agree with you. I think they did an amazing job, but some people were criticizing them. And that's why I wanted to rescue them from criticism, because I think that they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Shani says, I got you 100% on this one. Please rescue. Amen. Crystal Grin said, the paintings were both different from the norm. Beautiful, but different. They were different. And sometimes when you do that, it's a word. Put your finger in the air. It's coming. When you do things that are different, expect a level of criticism. It's a word. If everybody likes it, maybe you didn't do something different. Maybe you just continued doing something that was accepted by everyone. But when you choose to do something different, whether it is within your family, within your circle of influence, within your community, within your business sector, when you choose to do something different, you must expect a certain level of criticism and resistance. Sometimes the criticism will be beneficial. It'll help you to understand areas where you can grow and improve. Other times it may just be a sign to you that you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do. And I think in this case, that any criticism that they received was confirmation for them that they were just as different and unique in everything they did during their presidency as they desired to be, including their portraits. It's a word. Keep your finger in the air. Amen. Praise the Lord. Carla Carter said the paintings were unique and authentic to me. I thought they were beautiful. I thought they were great too. I know when y'all get ready to start bootlegging those for us to have in our houses that I would like to receive one. Tag me on Instagram when your cousin gets finished printing them because I would like it printed right here on my desk so that she can be with me here on Woman Evolve. And whenever it's time to rescue somebody, I can just have her face looking at me like, child, not today. Amen. Those are my three rescue eves. 
We tried to rescue the mom who walked away from her son's table at the football signing day. I know, less than ideal. But we found a way to at least empathize and see things from a different perspective. Y'all have decided kind of to rescue Uncle Quincy. He's still allowed at the barbecue. We just have to make sure there are no cameras or reporters there because he's liable to say anything. And last but not least, we have rescued our the artist who depicted President Barack and First Lady Michelle Obama for the portraits. Who chow? Oh, I would like to nominate myself as Rescue Eve. Um, y'all didn't drag me, but I dragged myself. But I'm also going to rescue myself. You got to have balance. It's another word. It's just word after word after word today. But here's the thing. If you're going to drag yourself, you got to be able to say, wait a minute. We're going to also rescue myself. So um, the other day I went out with my husband to dinner with a general in the gospel. It was beautiful. I was excited because I'd just gotten a wig in the mail and I had plucked the I I had plucked the part to perfection because you know you don't just throw these lace front wigs on you got to pluck the part a bit so that it looks a little scalpish amen and in the process of plucking the part I think I got a little pluck happy but that's all right because God's grace is sufficient I went out to lunch anyway and then I came home and was headed to the restroom and caught a glance of myself in the mirror. And the first thing that I said to myself, just to let you all know how crazy I am, I said, oh, no, girl, what is you doing? What is you doing? What is you doing to this part? I'm pretty sure that it's where Moses took his staff and parted it. It looked like I had an invisible part ministry taking place. And I was dragging myself because I had been out to dinner and everything. And I had been just really just out and about trying to make the world think that this was coming from my scalp. And what was supposed to be scalpish was a Red Sea-ish. Now, ain't that something? When you think you're out here being scalpish, but you're actually being Red Sea-ish. For those of you unfamiliar with Lace Front Wigs Ministries, um, can I make that a ministry? After Woman Evolve gets off the ground, I think Lace Front Wigs Ministries is going to really take over for the 99s to the 2000s. But what I'm going to say is this. Um, wigs are amazing. For those of you not familiar with them, they're a protective style that allows your hair to rest and just be protected and to flourish. And they're easier than weaves because you don't always um, have to braid your hair down and have leave out and leave stress. Here, here, listen, Call Google lace front wigs and understand the beauty that God has blessed us with. But here's the thing, you know, sometimes the wigs don't always uh, look very natural. And so you have to do some manipulation and you take tweezers and you just pluck a few of the hairs out of what, wherever your desired part is so that you can have a scalp ministry. And I just got a little pluck happy. Tamika said, can you add the hair back? I was so desperate, child. I tried to get a little um, hair coloring um, thing to like try and cover, make it a little darker so it wouldn't be so Red Sea-ish. But that Red Sea boy, when he parted it, he really, he really parted that Red Sea so that everybody could get through. And much like that, my wig was just parted so that any air or eyeballs could just see right through my scalp, my, my bald scalp, the scalp that I bought. And so, but you know what I did? Because <laughs> let me tell you, there will always be a ram in the bush. I'm full thinking about it. 
I just switched the part. Mm-hmm. Because I got me a full lace wig and not just them little ones where you have to choose that one wig um, part situation. And so I just switched the part. And now I have a side part ministry on that wig. And I, I pluck gently and lightly. Oh, it's a word. Man, the show is running long today. But this is what I'm going to say. There's always a chance for a do-over. And when there's a chance for that do-over, you apply the lessons from the mistake. It's blessing somebody. I know it is. You apply the lessons from the old mistake to the new opportunity, and you win. That's why you got to thank God even when you lose. You got to thank God for Red Sea moments because Red Sea moments allow you to remember next time huh, that he will make a way out of no way. I don't even know if I need to say anything. So yes, I'm nominating myself for Rescue Eve. I'm gonna move on very quickly because I'm I'm running a little bit long on this show. And I know y'all don't have time for me. You got things to do and people to be and and things, decisions to make. I know you're very busy. I respect that. I wanna throw a, a Hail Joseph over to Brother Drake who has been out here donating all types of coins to amazing organizations. But Drake goes and he pays $175,000 in a charity spree, paying for groceries and college tuition for total strangers. Come on and bless him. Hail Joseph for that. I wish somebody would buy some groceries for me at the grocery store. I have six incredible children, an amazing husband, and a host of friends and family that come through my house very often. And if the Lord has impressed it upon your heart to pay for my groceries, Brother Drake, you can find me in Denver or Los Angeles. My government name is Sarah Jakes Roberts. Just go on and leave me a note. I will show my ID and you can pay for my groceries. Amen. Hail Joseph to that. My second Hail Joseph, Hail Mary, Hail Joseph, is for the company Gerber. Gerber recently named their first spokes baby with a Down syndrome, which I just thought was incredible. I know it's not generally the kind of stories that we show here, but it meant a lot to me because I think representation is everything. I have not personally been affected by uh, having a child with a Down syndrome, but I've certainly been connected with people who have those experiences. And I believe that representation is super, super important. And so I just wanted to commend Gerber on showing beauty and cuteness and just yumminess that comes in all different packages, not the least of which are those born with Down syndrome. So that is my Hail Mary, Hail Joseph situation. I don't know if Gerber is a man or a woman or or what. Does anyone know that? I'm sure Google is somewhere able to tell us. But in the interest of time, we're going to name Gerber as both Hail Mary and Hail Joseph. Come on, somebody. And let's see what my Facebook audience, Lynette saying, Lynette Gregory says, yes, I work with a disability population. They are awesome and such walking angels. Milana says that was very cool of them. Totally, totally agree. And Tony Cummington says that that is awesome. I totally agree. So I think that they're certainly worthy. And my last Hail Mary is a teacher who I just think we all need to send her apples and pencils and school supplies. And that is a teacher who 
saw a young girl in her classroom who was struggling to accept her hair. And so she decided to actually imitate the girl's hairstyle. She got the exact same hairstyle. This is Miss Bishop. And she is making the rounds on social medias because she understood the immense influence teachers can have on their students and wanted to truly make her young student feel beautiful. I love that so much. And as a mom with a young daughter, I can understand why It would be so incredible for her to walk into a classroom one day and see that her teacher was rocking the same style that she was rocking. I thought that that was just beautiful. Shanice said, I thought the teacher was so cute. Yeah, so, so sweet of her to do that. Tanya agrees that was too cute. And Destiny says, yes, the teacher is awesome for that. Danielle says, praise God for her. So listen, I think we can all agree on that, that that was an incredible gesture. And honestly, those are the types of memories that make you just, as you grow up as a young woman, just remember over and over again, the influence of that moment and just accepting and embracing yourself. So I love that. We are moving on and sliding in my DMs. On Instagram, I often receive literally hundreds of messages a day. I don't always get to reply. Most of them are advice or mentorship questions. And so I just picked two advice questions for today because I had some mentorship questions, but I couldn't find them when I went back in my DMs. So if that was you, send it again. I want to be sure to answer your question on the next show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, get your thinking caps on your hearts open, and your prayer life together because we have two questions that are in dire need of our thoughts, concerns, and experiences. So here's the our first letter. It says, Dear Sarah, for the past year, I've been in a toxic relationship. I found out he was still with his baby mama and stayed. I saw him looking at pics of girls and chatting up girls and stayed. I unfollowed him from social media just so I didn't have to see him flirting with other girls. I started to even financially support him, sometimes even going hungry just so he could eat. I had to pause to reread that. I just started, I want to read that sentence again. She said, I started to even financially support him, sometimes even going hungry just so he could eat. The whole relationship was a roller coaster ride, and I compromised so much of myself to be with him. He was such a distraction to my purpose. Yesterday morning, after I caught him again hitting up another girl while sitting right next to me, I made the painful decision to end things. Finally, no shouting, no fighting, no wowing. I just said, I can't do this anymore. You need to leave. And he left. I know you faced a similar situation. What were some of the steps you took towards wholeness after you had this moment? And is there any advice you can give? First of all, I just want to say, child. I want to start there because child, child, I've been there. And child, I understand what it is like to look up And not even be someone, listen, are you listening? To not even be someone that you are proud of. To look back and see some of the decisions that you made and feel like I can't even stand by myself. 
And what I want to say to you mm. is that that feeling of I can't even stand by myself is why we were in a position to have those types of relationships in the first place. I want to let you know that you did the right thing. That finally, after a year of turmoil and pain and intense emotions, that you finally made the decision to be someone that you could be proud of, to be someone that you could stand by. And that takes a lot of strength and courage. I think that people underestimate how painful it is to let go of relationships, even when you know that those relationships are not good for you. It's still painful because you have invested your time, you've invested your heart, you've invested your finances, and you've invested a sacrifice into something that you hope would would work out. But the beautiful thing is that you walked away. I would like to insert a round of applause for that. You walked away, and that is more than a lot of people in your position often do. So I want to commend you for that. And I want to let you know that some of the things that I did as I took steps for towards wholeness after being in a similar situation was I embraced the reality that I could do a better job protecting my heart on my own than staying in that relationship. And so I made my heart a priority. I made the vision of who I wanted to become. I wasn't in that moment a confident, well-spoken, focused-driven woman. To be honest, I was an insecure, broken girl who wanted someone to love her. But I knew that in order for me to become that confident, whole, powerful, God-fearing woman, that I was going to have to make decisions as that God-fearing, powerful, confident woman before I even became her. That means that as long as I allow my brokenness to make the decisions that I will end up in repeat toxic situations, that as long as I allow my brokenness to make the decisions that I will constantly settle, I will settle for far less than what that happy, whole, powerful, confident, God-fearing woman really desires. And so I dared to look at my situation from where I want it to be, not from where I was. And from where I want it to be, I made decisions to get me out of where I was. Some of the more practical things that I did beyond getting in the word and allowing people who had similar experiences to feed me and to comfort me, to receive the love from friends and family who always thought that I could do better. Those were incredible tools. But the other thing I did is I distracted myself with myself. I talk about that in my book, Don't Settle for Safe. I talk about how when you distract yourself with yourself, that you begin to do things like taking care of your body differently, that you begin to take classes, that you start to remember that you had a vision for your life before you were in a relationship. What was that vision? Did you want to finish school? Did you want to write a book? Did you want to have a baby six-pack? Not a full six-pack, but just like an outline, a tracing of a six-pack. And how can I begin to dig within myself to manifest that vision that I once had before I had this hurt and this pain and this rejection? Find that vision, write that vision down, and begin to unearth the gifts and talents that God has placed on the inside of you. I posted a video on Instagram and Facebook that talked about we have a greater purpose in life than to just be in a relationship. 
And while fairy tales are beautiful and they depict them on television, and my husband and I, we have an incredible love story, there is more to life than finding someone to share blankets with at night. That when you choose someone to be in a relationship with, it's because they are a partner that helps you to continue the process. And I say continue, not start. Continue the process of growing and becoming better than you are today. If the person you're with does not allow you to continue in that process, then you have to be willing to ask yourself, is this healthy for me? And if not, I'm willing to be by myself because I recognize that my purpose, my vision, my need to be in the earth is greater than who I'm in a relationship with. Sidebar, somebody tried to read me in the comments and tell me that, of course, this video is coming from the person who is married. And I just want to remind whoever that was who tried to leave me a baby read in the comments that before I met my incredible husband, who I do purpose with and who I do life with, that I was a broken, insecure divorcee who was trying to figure out how to pick up the pieces of her life. And that idea that married people can't share their experiences in singlehood is one that should just be abolished like slavery and sent back to the pit of hell. Because just because I graduated from singlehood doesn't mean I get to burn down the singlehood schoolhouse. That's like telling your kids that you can't. That's like telling, hold on child, I'm going to get it because I know I'm in the middle of a read and I'm trying to keep my sanctified on. But that's like, your kids telling you that you can't speak into their life about relationships and you can't speak into their life about jobs and you can't speak into their life about education because you're not in their shoes anymore. Well, Chad, I've been in your shoes, okay? And because I've been in your shoes, I can tell you how to walk in your shoes a little bit differently so your feet don't hurt. I'm back to my question. Girl, distract yourself with yourself. I want to help you uncover all that God has placed down on the inside of you. And I want to go to my Facebook Live audience to hear what they're saying. Let's see. Tashia Rogers says, learn to love yourself and put yourself first. Feed your mind with things that will build your self-esteem up. Speak to yourself daily about how beautiful you are, how worthy you are, how strong you are, how you are destined for greatness. This is the job of a spouse to push or help usher you into your God-ordained destiny. So. That is great, great advice. I want to see what else they're saying is in our Facebook Live audience. It says that we need to rescue this person making that comment towards you on a serious topic. Praise the Lord, let's rescue them. Yes, it looks like everyone is cheering for you and that they want to see you come out of it and be healthy and whole. Someone says, as you begin to love yourself, you will also be able to figure out why you ended up in that relationship in the first place. So, so true. You got to get to the root of it. It's not just that he was a bad guy. He was a reflection of some part of you. And you got to figure out what that reflection was. Amen, child. That was our first question. Our next question is, can God talk to us in dreams? I so need your prayer. I have dreams. I wake up with troubling thoughts and lingered words and comments said to me throughout the day. Now, the dreams aren't scary dreams, but I feel he is trying to tell me something. But what? It's a lot about love and marriage and scenes from my childhood home. I want to tell you that God can most certainly talk to us in dreams, but not every dream is God talking to us. Sometimes our dreams are us trying to deal with unprocessed events that have happened in our life. 
Sometimes our dreams are recurrences from movies that we have seen that we didn't fully finish or that stuck with us more than they should. And so certainly God can talk to us in dreams. I think that what really stood out to me in particular, though, is that the dreams that you are having, they're about love and marriage and scenes from your childhood. And I just want to encourage you, if you haven't already, to get my husband's book, Wholeness, because those things that you mentioned and the idea that you have that God is trying to tell you something, I do think that you're onto something. Once again, not every dream that you have is from God, but because you seem to think that they could be God telling you something and that they specifically reference moments in your childhood and that it deals with love and marriage, I do think that there is an opportunity for you to process some things that you may have left um, covered in your childhood. And I think that Wholeness is just an incredible book for you to read and go through so that you have an opportunity to just process some things that you may have buried. So yes, I certainly think that you should invest in yourself and to begin to come to a place of peace and just total total confidence that you know when God is speaking to you, you know when fear is speaking to you, but more importantly, you know how to overcome whichever is going on in your life. And just so you know, it's not just me. There are a few people who are saying the wholeness book is life-changing. Other people who are saying my book is on the way. Wholeness is all about really understanding, like you said, you know, what happened to my childhood? Why didn't the relationship work out? That's a great piece of advice, even for the person with the previous question. You got to get wholeness. Wholeness helps you to make decisions about your life and marriage. I'm going to stop because I know I'm going into a commercial, but what I'm telling you is I so believe in this book and its ability to change your life. So I certainly want to suggest that you get that. Those are our two questions for today. We have had an incredible, petty, ratchet, righteous time. But before we go, You know what time it is. We got to have a snack. A snack is just a moment of inspiration and power that helps us to get through the week and perhaps see things differently in our life. And as I was praying before the podcast, as is my norm, I said to myself, you know, God, what can I say to whoever's listening to help them understand where you have them and what's going on in their life? And the first thing I had to do was take a minute and think about where I am in my own life and what words I need to receive from God because what's from the heart reaches the heart. And it's so funny. <laughs> I heard God say, make it happen. And I didn't understand like what it meant because I'm really out here trying to make it happen. I mean, I went to Orange Theory this morning. We've got the podcast. I launched the store. We got the conference. Like I felt like I'm making it happen. And I really felt like it was deeper than that. I don't usually take a text when I do these snacks, but a scripture did come to mind. And it is in 1 John 4 and 4. And it's very simple. A lot of you have already heard it. It says, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Who is the them that John is talking about? In this letter, the them is anyone that doesn't have the spirit of Jesus, that does not acknowledge that Jesus is from God, that you have the ability to overcome them. And the reason why you need the ability to overcome them is because if you don't have the ability to overcome them, then you may receive their 
their doubts. You may allow who you are in God to shrink as a result of being around those spirits. Maybe you're thinking to yourself like, wow, SJR, this is a whole lot. What is the point? You don't usually take a text. What I'm saying, child, to you on this here beautiful day is that life is a war zone. And you've got to bring your fight and make it happen mentally to win the war. You have to determine within yourself that you will not lose. You must truly begin to believe that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Maybe you're saying to yourself, I already believe that, you know, but I've really felt like, and I don't know who this is for, but I really feel like that in this season of stretching and becoming and manifesting all that God has placed down on the inside of us, that there are moments that we can begin to think that we're doing it in our own strength or maybe that we're in over our head. And what I want to say to you is make it happen. I want you to make that him, that he, that Jesus that is down on the inside of you to rise up and allow him to give you the strength to lay hold of everything that God has for you to do. I want you to make it happen. No more excuses, no more fear, no more issues, no more insecurities, no more doubt. Make it happen. Greater is he that is in you. You can do it. You can organize the business. You can make the marriage work. You can walk away from the toxic relationship. You can raise those kids. My person, my whoever you are, my listeners, my friends, my family, my cousins, guess what? You can make it happen. God did not put you in this world. He did not put you in that situation so that you could lose or so that you can shrink. So you know what you got to do? You got to tap into that greater is he mentality and you got to make it happen. We don't accept no. We don't accept failure. We do not accept losses. Any loss that we receive was actually a lesson to help get us closer to the win because we make it happen. Make it happen in the gym. Make it happen in the kitchen. Make it happen in the marriage. Make it happen in the workplace. Make it happen. I feel like somebody somewhere needs just a little extra push to be reminded that you can make it happen. And this is my way of letting you know that you are not in the boat on your own. There are others of us, armies of us, who are committed to making it happen. And I cannot wait to see what comes out of you as a result of letting the greater him that is in you rise to the level of the fight that is taking place in your world. You got this and you're going to win. And true to form, I could not let this podcast end without taking a moment and having prayer because we got to seal everything and all that we do with prayer. So God. I thank you for every person listening. I thank you that you know exactly where they are and exactly what they're up against. I ask that as they continue to open themselves up to you, that as they continue to offer you everything in their life, their achievements and their worries, that you will help them to understand, process, and to move forward in the direction of wholeness. God, there are people out there who are listening who have been waiting for a break. They've been waiting for just a moment of relief from the busyness and the disappointment and the hectic nature of their life. God, let peace come to them. Let a break happen, not because the world slowed down and not because they just woke up one day and knew how to balance it all, 
but because you are in the fight with them. And because you are in the fight with them, they can have peace that whatever is meant to be will be. And whatever is not going to happen is because you have a greater plan in store for them. God, thank you for allowing me this opportunity to touch, laugh, join, and love on your people. May this be a reminder that you see them, that you know them, and that being authentic in you is the only way to do this thing called life. In Jesus' name. Amen. I love you and I will listen here and see all of your comments throughout the week. And it will be just enough to get me through until we link up again. This is Sarah Jakes Roberts and you are listening to Woman Evolve. If you are enjoying this show the same way that I am enjoying recording it, then I want to encourage you to go on to iTunes, SoundCloud, or however you're listening and leave me a review. And don't forget to subscribe. I do not want you to miss any moment of what's to come.